Hi guys. So this is our very first episode of the Like Mother Like Daughter podcast. My name is Kyla. I'm 21 years old. This and is I'm my Jackie. Mother. Oh yeah, oh. I'm the daughter, she's the mother. <laughs> and I am 48. This is very different. We've obviously never done anything like this. Um and it was very abrupt that we started it. Yeah. Literally it was like one morning, like a week ago mm-hmm. or a week and a half ago, I went outside and she was on the porch and she was like, so I've been thinking, what what triggered you to say, hey, we should start a podcast? I don't know. I think, remember, we talked about it probably a year ago. We were yes, like, we, we should did. have a podcast. And um, what triggered it is, is that we sit in here every single day and we have these long drawn out conversations. We do. We love to talk. Um, and they're never, they're not. It's not like gossipy, whatever. We talk about something we've seen that triggers us about women mm-hmm. issues, yes. which is what we talk about a lot. We have a lot of opinions. Yes. And we like to talk about them. <laughs> yes. And so I just thought to myself, I can't remember the conversation we were having. And I was like, this would make a really good podcast. Yeah. And we've said that before. Like, we should be recording. Like, we should mm-hmm. we should have this recorded. Yeah. Um. And so going into it, we wanted to do kind of like women driven. And I think that it's really cool that it's like two generations and getting, I I think that's what I thought was cool about it is that people get to see like two different experiences, two different, like, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Two different. Yeah. From, from being raised in two different, Mm -hmm. you know, I was raised by boomers. Yeah. And you were raised by Gen X. Mm -hmm. And as it's known, Gen X spent a lot of time saying, I'm not going to be like my parents yeah. and tried to go in the opposite direction. And mm-hmm. sometimes we went too far in the opposite direction. And I feel like we have like the same opinions. Mm-hmm. We pretty much, yeah, we have like the same opinions on And I never like, had everything. the same opinion as my mom. Yeah, that, <laughs> I think that's really interesting that we'll be able to delve into probably even in this episode, which in this episode for the introduction, we decided that we just wanted to talk about our relationship we were going to start by talking about male approval, um, and then we decided, like, this would be a good introduction to who we are. Um, so, yeah, this po- this episode is going to be about, like, what our relationship has been like and what it's like now, and then we're going to delve into, like, her relationship with her mother compared to ours. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready to get started? I'm ready. Okay. Do we have anything else we wanted to say in the introduction? So. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're literally just going to talk about um, let's talk about when I was a child. Let's talk about what 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 was it like finding out that you were going to have a daughter? Um, I was super excited because at that point I had two boys Mm -hmm. and I had them within two years of each other. Yeah. And I was 19 and 21 when I had them. That's so crazy. So by the time I was your age, I had two boys. I can't even imagine that. We're both in diapers. Um, And I I was 27 when I had you. Mm-hmm. So not only was I older, you were the first girl. Yeah. And um, I, I always wanted a girl. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. I guess so I had, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to have a daughter and she's going to be a mini me. And Yeah. Anytime I think about having a child, I'm just like, oh, I want a, that would be fun to have a daughter. Yeah. And it's weird because um, there's been times where you're like, oh, you're such a boy mom. Because there's three boys all together. And now I'm like, why would I even say that? Because like... I know. Honestly, that's not true. No, I think it's just you're the only one of four kids. Mm -hmm. You're the only girl. 
So I think it makes a huge difference in how I parent you mm-hmm. and how our relationship is in comparison to the boys. Yeah. I also think being the only girl, I got a lot of attention. Tons. Even still, like, yes. it's like, but especially growing up, I got a lot of attention. So when I wasn't getting attention, I think yeah. then I'd be like, oh, you like the boys better. Yeah. The thing is, is that you were always in the spotlight. <clears throat> yes. Um, and you knew it. Mm-hmm. And you wanted everything to be about you. <laughs> and when it wasn't about you, you were going to jump in and make sure that everybody remembered that you were there. Yeah. Or whatever. So, um, truthfully, we had a, I had a really smooth relationship, I think, with you from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, you were easy. Yeah, well, you talk about how, like, I was, you know... Stuck to me like glue. Yes. You literally... I couldn't leave you, or and I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And you were just with me all the time because I didn't work at that point. Yeah. I quit working um, probably right after I got pregnant with you. Mm-hmm. And so I had never been present or home with a child all the time until you. Yeah. So that made it really crazy. At what point do you think our relationship changed? Like when I became a teenager, like when do you think there was probably a shift from the more childlike? Um, With the boys, it happened. And this is just a comparison with the boys. The shift happens around 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. Um, With you, I think... Maybe it was more like 14 or 15, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah, because I was trying to think, because I feel like the shifts that have happened in our relationship haven't been that large. No. And so it's kind of hard to pinpoint, but if I had to say, I would say like as I became a teenager. and It's actually funny that you say 14 and 15, though, because I went through puberty a little bit later. You did. And I didn't even start my period until I was 14, so yeah. that actually makes more sense. And also, <clears throat> I don't think that our relationship shifts has ever shifted according to age or different um, areas of, you know, as, as life changes, I think it is, um, could ch- shift in a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, in a, it shifts in a moment, um, whether it's, you know, irritation or, you know, aggravation right. or even in a good way, like mm-hmm. in the opposite way. Um, it's pretty standard. I think it's been pretty standard. Yeah. Always. But the shifts happen in moments, and then we just bounce right through. I actually we have yeah. never, ever, ever had a shift like a lot of people have with teenagers, mm-hmm. where you didn't want me around. Yeah. You didn't want me in your business. I've always liked you. <laughs> you have always... Um, come to me and told me like everybody's business Mm -hmm. what was going on with your friends yeah it's because you're the one person that I can 100% trust right and I know lots of people don't have that with Mm -hmm. their mothers I think that was another reason that like I felt like this was something kind of like special to do because so many people don't have good relationships with their mothers so like being able to I never really thought about it that it is probably trust it's not like I'm so fun because I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's not like that I'm... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're not yeah, fun. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Kidding, I'm, you not are fun. Fun. I'm not fun. Um, 
I'm not touchy feely, you know, yeah, you're like not. huggy, lovey, or like we're not like, oh, and we're getting dressed, you know, like we're mm-hmm. not. I didn't even make any sense because I just was like, oh, we're <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I would be concerned if you did that, but, um, not like the it's not superficial, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, but I do think it must be trust. I never really thought about it that way before. Yeah. So what would you say, in your opinion, at that point at at 14, 15 or whatever, do you feel like there was a shift? I do. That's what I've been sitting here thinking. Like while we've been talking, I'm like, what changed? But I'm kind of when you talked about like not being, there's not like major shifts in our relationship. It's just like in moments, I feel like maybe as a teenager, I was more distant. Like if a boy was involved or... Um, I think also there's just something like when you become a teenager and you are in that like in between of child and adult and you just don't like your parents telling you what to do. Oh, yeah. You don't like to be told. what. I to do. don't like to be told what to do. And mm-hmm. like it's different now. Yeah. You like, still, but you still don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, I know. I still don't <laughs> like to be told what to do. But I don't know. I think it's just hard for both the kid and the parent with the in between of being a teenager. So I don't think we ever okay. had a bad relationship I just think there were times that I was more distant or more like resentment because but the thing is is like I don't think I was I wasn't a teenager who like wanted to do a bunch so it was like little stuff that I would like feel resentment over like rules or something yeah um I also think that some of it has a lot to do with you became homeschooled yes I was starting in eighth grade and so we were together Mm-hmm. all of the time yeah I think so, things would have been a lot different if I stayed in school I think that we're really good too about staying away from things that we're just we're not good at together uh-huh like I was thinking about it because when you start being homeschooled like me when you're not when you're not understanding me it doesn't mm-hmm. whether it was schoolwork or um earlier today when we were talking about things and yeah and you and you think you know, you get in your own head or I get in my own head and we think we know what the other one thinks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, but it's always in a moment. Mm-hmm. And then we bounce back. Like yeah. we got into a little tiff earlier because yeah. I get in my head and I get so like frustrated about stuff. Yeah. And then I get mad at myself for being frustrated and then. Well, we're both equally as guilty of. <clears throat> Me thinking that I already know what you think. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm like, oh, the dishes need done. And Kyle hasn't done them. And I'm like, I have to tell her to do the dishes. And I don't want to tell her because then she's going to think that I think she doesn't do anything or something like that. Right. And, and then, I don't think that. I'm thinking, right. oh, no, she's doing the dishes because I didn't do them. And then I feel guilty. And I'm like. So most of it's made up. <laughs> it's actually all in our heads. Yeah. So it's actually just like miscommunication, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. There was a shift, I feel like, as I became an adult. Yes. Uh, what What are you going to say about it? No, I was, I was saying yes, I agree. I think there was a shift for the better. Me too. Okay. <laughs> I thought you, you made eyes and I was like, wait. <laughs> well, I, I think that on, on my part, some of that was because um, when, you're, when your kids are kids, it's a hard transition for parents because... When they're kids, you're very careful about what your kids know, mm-hmm. what you tell them. You feel like that everything that you're doing. Now, hindsight, I realized that everything that I did or said or whatever was not making you who you were going to be. Mm-hmm. It, 
I wasn't. You think that things matter a lot more. They they do not matter near as much as I thought mm-hmm. they did. And so, yeah, I think there was definitely a shift for the better because it, truthfully, it took the pressure off of me. I'm mm-hmm. like, she is going to be who she's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I can't transform her and mold her into what I think she should be, which I really didn't have much of an opinion mm-hmm. about what you were going to do. Yeah, um, That's another thing I think that probably has saved us uh, in our relationship. And that is that. I pretty much just go along with whatever you say. Yeah, you like, think everything I say is a good idea. Yeah. Well, I do. It's it, it's because it's, I don't even have, and I know sometimes you think that I have a negative opinion about it, or mm-hmm. maybe I don't think something's a good idea. I think that everything you say is a good idea. I, I think know. that everything that you want to do is a good idea. Now, if you were like... I think that's different too. Like as a teenager, when you may not have thought that, but I was still a child. Right. And now when I say things, it's... Uh, maybe you take it more seriously so you actually think it's a good idea i don't know right. if i worded that right but i think a little of uh, some of that comes f- um i had to fight off the the um way i was raised in which everything that i did as a kid my mom took it as um an extension of her mm-hmm. it was <clears throat> always an extension of her and i know a lot of parents are like that and i'm not saying it's wrong but, like everything you did reflected on her right good or bad yeah and um we have had some rough patches with kids you know mm-hmm. where kids have made bad decisions or something's happened or anything else and the reality is is that i'm not responsible for the decisions that my adult kids make mm-hmm. but there is this world of parents in society that take everything so personal and then also it's almost like I hate to say they get their kicks because I know they don't, but they almost, when they hear about somebody else's kid messing up, it makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. There is something comforting, mm-hmm. not necessarily in that situation, but mm-hmm. in general, like hearing somebody else is having problems or something like there's kind right. of something comforting because we all have issues and right. problems. It so. makes you realize that your problems are not bigger than everybody else's. Yeah. And that everybody has the same issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... I think we kind of covered how our relationship has evolved. For sure. And now I would say I genuinely, like, I know people be like, oh, my mom's my best. Like, you mm-hmm. genuinely are my best friend. Right. And you're, like, the only person in my life that I can fully trust, like, 100% no matter what. Right. Um, Which I feel like that's how it's supposed to be with a parent. Like, they're supposed to be. For sure. And I would say that um, <clears throat> sometimes when kids go into adulthood, we still parents want to look at their kids as their kids. Mm-hmm. You are my child and I'm still going to tell you what I think whether you want mm-hmm. to hear it or not, but the reality is I have to trust you too. Yeah. Because if I don't trust you mm-hmm. to take care of your own life, then I'm going to try and micromanage it. Also something that I was just thinking about a little bit ago that I think's interesting is like I feel like um parents will have a hard time treating their kids like adults and i notice like a lot of times kids want out of the house like once they become an adult because they're tired of being treated like a kid but i feel like you've done a really good job of i don't know treating me exactly how i want to be treated because you still treat me like your child because i am your child so you treat me like a kid i think the perfect balance of treating me like an adult and a child right I think anyway. it's, it's one of the, I, I agree. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where. Because I, I don't want to be treated fully like an adult by right. you. Because you're my mom. That doesn't make I still want to be treated like your child. But we have to have boundaries. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I look at you and I'm like, boundaries. We yeah. You're right. I feel like you're better at boundaries than me. 
Absolutely. Although you're an adult, Mm -hmm. you still realize you're my child in our relationship. Yeah. I like being your child. So maybe that's a pro, you know, sometimes what causes problems in mother daughter relationships too is that the child Mm -hmm. wants to be an adult, but they can't be their mother's child too. Mm -hmm. Like you have to figure out how to be both. Yeah. And truthfully, I wish more daughters would realize how easy it is. Because I was never the child mm-hmm. in the adult. Once I became an adult, I was never the child of my mother. Yeah. It's also interesting <clears throat> to compare. Yeah, I guess we're going to get into like your relationship with your mother now and stuff sure. like that. I feel like we should also kind of talk about how it's weird her as a grandmother versus her as a mother. Absolutely. Do you want to like roughly just kind of go over like what your relationship was like with her? Sure. Um, so to, um, be clear, my mom is no longer here anymore. Mm -hmm. She passed away about two years ago. Um, and, um, so she's not here to defend herself, (laughs) but, um, my mom really cared what people thought. Mm -hmm. And so I was definitely an extension of her. There was, I was never my own person. Um, I did not. Now, listen, I love my mom. I, I loved my mom, but we had quite the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, she made mistakes, but so did I. Um, when I was a kid, I think the worst part about it is, is during the time that I grew up, I would say my most formative going into teenage years was like the mid 80s, mm-hmm. up, you know, the mid to late 80s. And um Parents didn't talk to their kids about stuff. Mm-hmm. So not only did she not talk to me about it, she didn't talk to me according to my age. I was always just a child, mm-hmm. uh, better seen than not, and not heard, mm-hmm. <laughs> better seen than heard, or whatever. Um, my mom suffered from uh, mental illness. Yeah. So that made it hard, too. I kind of, um, I was kind of the mother to my siblings. Yeah. And I was kind of the mother to my mother a lot. Um, and had to be super responsible at an early age. And um, I would say, we'll try to tread softly because she's not here anymore. And you do feel differently once they're gone or whatever. I would yeah, say it's hard once. to be mad about <clears throat> stuff when they're not here. Right, because I was real mad for a long time. And then I was probably still mad a little bit after she died. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've come to terms with a lot of things because being a parent, I finally have started to realize that we parent from our own experiences Mm -hmm. and she didn't have a great upbringing. Right. And do I think that she tried to do better? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I look back and I think everything that she ever did try to teach me or tell me about or anything else was always based on what I should be doing to impress somebody else. Mm hmm. It's like I was being raised. I think girls were just being raised to impress men. Mm. Everything. Shaving your legs, um, doing your hair, all this other stuff. All these things were all like so to that to men. I could you get know, the attention I would, of men. I would get the attention of men. <clears throat> and then, you know, it was all about boys or men and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, it's hard to be a child. Right. When that happens. Mm-hmm. I know I'm kind of dancing around our relationship a little bit well, because yeah, it's really don't... hard to, I mean, there were, it was not an easy childhood, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, 
We had different, definitely different ways of parenting. Um, that's something I came to realize after my mom had died, probably mm-hmm. in the first year after she died, is that, man, the pain that she was parenting with. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens with girls, see, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I parented with pain from, you know, uh, from my childhood mm-hmm. and trying to be different. And sometimes that made matters worse. And mm-hmm. that made me a worse parent at times. Yeah. I was worse rather than better because I was trying so hard that it, sometimes when you try too hard, mm-hmm. it all goes wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> What's interesting is how both of your upbringings affected your parent differently, parenting differently because right. hers probably affected it. And like, what I'm saying is like, you took what you went through and tried to break a cycle. But do you feel like she did that or she just let it it? I feel like people didn't deal with stuff. I think she couldn't get over herself. Okay. I mean, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I think that she was so wrapped up Mm -hmm. in her own head and the way she felt and the way that how the things that I did wrong Mm -hmm. or right, even as a little kid or anything else, um, And that these things were just my responsibility. And I think about sometimes how even, and you could vouch for this, going into my adulthood. Mm -hmm. And then even after I had kids and stuff like that, it was like everything that happened with her, I was responsible for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And she expected me to be her person all the time. It was weird because it never felt like she was... You're, like, she was my grandma, but yeah. it was weird because it wasn't like she was your mother. Yeah. So, something that I said before my mom died was, um, and I said it a lot, is my mom made a way better grandma than a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard as an adult to, when you have children and you see your mother being this great grandparent to your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings up a lot of... So what was wrong with me? Yeah. What, you know, what's so special about you? No, mm-hmm. not, not really. But in a way, but... it's like, you know, but um, I think um, my mom, and I don't think it was just my mom. I think it was that era of moms, maybe boomer moms. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Were raised to be in competition with other women mm-hmm. at all times. And normally it was for men's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of moms during that time were in competition with their daughters. And I think it's because when we get older and now I'm older, I don't ever look and I'm just like, you're prettier than me. You're skinnier than me. I've never felt like you were trying to be in competition with me. I I don't feel like I'm in competition with you. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like my mom felt, I I think she was so unhappy Mm -hmm. and she had been unhappy her whole life. And then she was, you know, unhappy in her marriage and, you know, all these things. I never felt like she was genuinely happy. No. And I think that um, she inadvertently took it out on me. And I don't think she was like, oh, but I think that if I was successful some way in life or my kids were successful in some way, it felt like to her that it meant that she was not Mm. if if it was something that I did that she hadn't done or something I succeeded at that she hadn't done Mm -hmm. she wasn't like oh wow okay but what's interesting is I feel like she liked to use your success to brag to other people about but she didn't want me to know it yeah 
Right. And I think that's how she could keep herself above me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it had anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time. And I didn't know it until she was had passed away. That it was about her. Mm-hmm. And nobody had ever been like, you did a good job. You're doing great. She didn't have parents who were like, you know, rooting for her and helping her succeed. Mm-hmm. Being a mother or yeah. <clears throat> raising her kids or anything. So, mm. Didn't um, she leave home at 16? 16 or 17. Isn't that interesting that then you left home at 16? Yeah. Mm. And I think that she thought that that's the way it was supposed to be. Right. That's so weird. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I felt like she it's ran me out the door. It's weird how some, that's what I was trying to say earlier, like some parents, they go through experiences and they're like, this isn't okay. I want my kid to be better than this. Right. And then some parents don't want their kids to be better than them. No. And um, I don't think that, you know, and I left home right after I turned 16. I turned 16 mm. at the end of September. And I left home two months later. That's crazy. And so um, <clears throat> that's a story for another day. <laughs> story for another day. <laughs> um, we will be here all night. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, I feel like that she just was like, I remember reading something that, and it was like an excerpt from a book one time. And it was like, it's like pushing the baby bird out of the nest and expecting it to fly. Mm. And she was just like, at <laughs> right like you were and i was like what's weird is how you talk she, about being treated so childlike yes and but she, then it's like okay, nobody prepared me for the world yeah and I feel you like, talk about them not talking about stuff there's just like so much like when you reflect back on that and we have conversations you didn't know like anything i didn't yeah at 16 i didn't i knew about sex but i didn't know that that's how you got pregnant i know I, every time we, you we say that i'm like dot like you wow. didn't tell me both yeah, that's crazy, crazy. Right. It's, I mean, it's like you think you don't have to tell your kids that stuff, but you have to tell your kids. Right. I don't want to give the example, but there's been times that, like, I have told you about things or whatever mm-hmm. and thought that I had just given you all this wealth of information. And a yeah. couple of years later, you, I said something and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I not tell her this? How did you not know that? You right. know, but I didn't tell you. People think you don't have to tell, like, you don't, I don't think mothers. <clears throat> there's hard conversations they're just to things have that you assume that your child will know right and they don't they mm-hmm. do not know and if yeah. you don't tell them somebody else will and if you don't teach them somebody else will so i think the thing the one the one thing i've gotten right is mm-hmm. making sure that i just tell you everything mm-hmm. <laughs> like make sure you know things mm-hmm. and i think we've been pretty good about setting you up to know little by little you know, not just shoving you out of the nest and expecting mm-hmm. you to just fly, but little by little preparing you. Mm-hmm. I mean, a mother bird prepares her baby. I mean, right. we don't know what birds do. <laughs> this is so <laughs> weird, but I, I just thought about it. We don't know what birds do to prepare their babies to leave the nest. Yeah. So why do we think that one day we're like, oh, you're 18. Now you can go mm-hmm. when we and- didn't prepare you to go. It's also, it's it's weird how, like, that's just how it's supposed to happen. Right. Which I understand when maybe people have, like, a rocky home life or they don't have a great relationship. Right. But it's weird when parents are just, like, when you turn 18, you leave. That's crazy to me. That's super weird to me. I mean, have, even though I, that's how, like, society runs. And even as a, as a child, I thought, like, when I turned 18, I would yeah. be, like, going off to college and I'd be moving out. And now right. I'm, like... I'm still just a baby. Yeah, just a little girl. I'm just a baby. But 
which we talked about this the other well we've talked about this i see people moving back home all the time though yeah like all the time somebody that I, ready to go somebody i just told you about this a girl that i have watched on youtube for a while she moved out like as soon as she turned 18 and then she moved um like 12 hours from home a year later and she's like 22 right now moving back in with her family moving back home i would just really like because she know. wants to it's not money or anything right. like she does social media she's successful but she just she talks about like how kids think that like they're just so excited to grow up when right. really it it's lonely too is what she was talking about but society has taught us as parents and mm-hmm. has taught children because i don't think it's like parents we find success in our kids leaving home mm, yeah it's so and weird how our kids like, leaving oh, home is successful that's not successful to me if you not can successfully all. leave home and how can an 18 year old leave home mm-hmm. and you can make macaroni and cheese yeah you don't like to cook you can put <laughs> no. something in the microwave you're not you know whatever but like i can take care of myself listen, if I, I, if I, I know die that tomorrow, I know that you will be I, that I have prepared you to do all those things. Mm-hmm. But as long as you live in my house, you don't have to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Why and the would thing you have is, to do is it? like, I don't want to move away. And as far as I know, you don't want me to move away no. from you. Like we've literally talked about like living together, like us right. together forever. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I wonder how often people move away. And people get so sad about their kids leaving and their kids are sad about right. leaving, but they still are like, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. When it's like, why didn't, why does nobody say, hey, no, it's okay. They can stay. Well, it's something that we've talked about in this family more often than not. And that is, when did it become such a good idea for an 18 year old girl to leave home and go live by herself? Oh my goodness. That's crazy to me. And why? I look at myself as I still feel like I don't fully feel like an adult yet. Um, and I think that's something that I see a lot of like 20 people right. in their 20s talking about, like not feeling like an adult. Um, and then I look at my 18 year old self and I'm like, I was, I, I can't imagine living on my own at 18. Right. Me at 18. That's crazy. And the, I think the difference with me is, is that I know that you're prepared to go out in this world and live, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to do it. Also, how come like being an, ad- being an adult and like, whatever is defined by living on your own i don't i don't know or like just living not with your parents because yeah how does that make you an adult i like, don't have any idea you pay your own bills mm, you just bought a new car yeah you go to school yeah i mean i joke and like try to treat and i'm like have you done your schoolwork? Like, yeah that's just to get on your nerves because i know that it does you take your brother to what he needs mm, to go to like we run like a normal adults in a household like if i was living with someone else right like not you like i don't know a friend a boyfriend like something like that if i was living with someone else i'm living the same way that right so why do you have to do it outside this house right by yourself I out know. there in and this world i couldn't i like i literally can't be away from you well you don't have to worry about it i'm not running you out the door that's sad for people who want to stay with their parents and their parents don't want them to i know i feel bad We've i genuinely feel bad and we talk about like it's I love how it's becoming so much more like people are talking about this. That's mm. one thing about social media is so many things become sure. normalized. And other countries, they stay with their other countries right. and other cultures. S- some cultures, you, you, that's what you do. Like you right. stay generation after generation. You take care stays of each to, other. Yeah. Like that makes no sense. The whole like American dream like. Is to like leave and go get in <laughs> debt for a really expensive house. Because listen, I'm not going to get on a big thing right now but i say this over and over again 
I don't know. You can't afford to go live by no. yourself. There's no way. Why would you? Mm. You have a perfectly good home here. Yeah. With your own space. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, you do what you, you can do whatever you want. And we, we both like to be alone. Yes. But I don't want to be alone like nobody alone, else. Alone. No, like I want to be able to walk in here and be like, hey mom. Like, right. I don't want to go back to your here. room. Yeah. And do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like how we got into like this whole tangent. Uh, that's the fun thing, though, I feel like about having a podcast. Yeah. And that's what we didn't want to do to write down too many points, because I think that you get a lot of good stuff out of just letting sure. yourself talk. Um, did you ever like think that it was going to be an option to like stay at home for did you no. think that you were going to leave home at 18? And that's I mean, to be honest, <clears throat> I didn't have a driver's license. Nobody yeah, she didn't get her license until she was 19. And eight months pregnant. Yeah. And that was only because I needed to be able to drive a baby around. And they probably only gave her her license because she was pregnant. Yeah, because I had never, ever drove oh, a car yeah, before. Oh, yeah, you studied, <clears throat> but you had never driven a car. Yeah. So that was the first time you drove a car when you took your test. Yeah. They were definitely just being nice to you. For sure, because <laughs> it was not great. Yeah. Um. I mean, who would, you know, not give a pregnant woman a car yeah I that's mean, offensive driver's license. that's rude it really is um no it was never even discussed my parents did not discuss with me um whether I wanted to go to college they didn't discuss with me getting a job mm. they did it was never a conversation not that's one time so odd in my now mind you don't forget that um we're from southern west virginia mm-hmm. um and my parents came from small coal towns mm-hmm Sometimes they they grew up without running water and without mm-hmm. electricity. Yeah, you know, and 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 that you know, in the forties and fifties. So, so do you think they even thought yeah. like you like college was an option for you and things like that? No, I mean they never even asked. And too, when you know when I was growing up and in school and stuff like that, it wasn't as much as like the guidance counselor is gonna, you know, really talk to you and whatever. Mm-hmm. And actually, I guess I just thought that that was for like rich people or people mm-hmm. who um like you know lived in big houses or something i don't know because uh my parents didn't go to college and so maybe it was just not something that they were going to do i don't know what Mm -hmm. i wonder both of my parents are not here anymore yeah i would like to ask them though what did you think i was going to do yeah that's really interesting see because when i was a kid i thought like you go to college but that's weird because i didn't have parents who went to college right so i just thought like I'm going to go to college and blah, blah, blah. Right. Then I got grounded. I was like, I don't want to go to college, but here I am. Yeah. And here you are. And you're almost done. Yes, I'm almost done. And you'll be glad. Yeah, I will be glad. And here I am back in college. Yes. Oh. She's so slay, guys. So. Guys, um, you need to blow our podcast up so that we can just do this. Yeah, we really Please do let we us. We just want to live together and, and just talk and talk and <laughs> this is our fa- literally our favorite hobby is talking please let us make money from it <laughs> we're very similar too mm-hmm. i agree i feel like as i become an adult i realize how similar i am to you or maybe i've become more similar to you mm-hmm. have you always felt like i was like you or yeah i feel like i haven't i didn't see it until i became i an never adult. wanted to be like my mom i know and i but I've i always thought like, you were such an amazing person though. which is weird <laughs> it's weird that you think I'm it's great. It's weird because I look at my life and all the mistakes that I've made and the things that I've done and, you know, things that have happened or anything else. And I'm just like, don't be like me. And you know what's... Oh, but God. I think something I've learned is, is that who you, 
are as a person matters more to your kids than what you do for them or don't do for them or the mistakes you make or mm-hmm. whatever. But you also have to be willing to apologize as a parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have apologized to four-year-olds. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, mommy. No. You know? Yeah, something about you. Oh, that's interesting. Because I love how I'm always like, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, you talk about like your parents never explaining stuff. You are an over-explainer. And you've had to been be told like, hey, you don't have to explain that right. to your kids. Right. Um, it was actually my sister one yeah. time. I was going on and on and on and on and on. And she looked at me and she said, you do not have to explain yourself to your child. Right. And I'm thinking. And I think that it's great that you do. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think you wanted to do that. Yeah. But sometimes I think uh, over Or I'm explaining something that doesn't need to be explained. That's the thing too. Like that they didn't even. Right. If I ask you to do something and I want to tell you all the reasons why I'm asking you to do it now rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, I think, worried about. The reality being upset. And stuff, yeah. And that could be experiences with older mm-hmm. children as well. Yes. Because I feel like you have different children that. Yeah. You know, different relationships. Well, they were raised by a different mother than you. That's a good point. They were. Um, I'm not, you know, they were they were raised by a 19 year old. Yeah, that's <laughs> so crazy. And, and that but that's where like I'm willing to take responsibility and say mm-hmm. I didn't always know mm-hmm. um a pastor's wife once said to me people are only responsible for what they know when they know it mm-hmm. and i take that to heart and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. i'm not responsible and my mom wasn't responsible for what she didn't know <clears throat> people make mistakes and they do really crappy things i think it's been hard for you to get to a point of like even forgiving your like you have been really hard on yourself yeah. about things which oh that's what i was gonna say earlier is like so your mom was how she was and it was like i don't think really any she never accepted responsibility for it no it's it's interesting to interesting, interesting. <laughs> just keep saying interesting well it's Found funny ironic i know i do funny ironic interesting i don't know what to say anyways but it's it's your catchphrase. Go ahead. I just have to say it's interesting. It's interesting to uh, look at how, like, she pretended like stuff didn't happen. Or I'd tell you yeah. a story that she told me, and you're just like, that did not happen that way. No. Um, but she just thought she was a great. It's like in so much denial about how things really were. And I am the complete opposite. That's what I was going to yeah. say. That's the point I was going to make is that you sometimes have like apologized to me about stuff or been like, I know that this wasn't great. And I'm just like, girl, you slay. Like, I'm, you are a fabulous mom. You've never right. done anything wrong. I worship <laughs> the ground you walk on. Right. Like, it's the complete opposite. But you're looking at your mom like, yeah. what about these things you did to me? Because she won't. Maybe it's because you try to accept, you do accept right. responsibility for things is why I'm like, and I think it's because I wanted my mom to say she was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to apologize. Mm-hmm. And I, You deserved that. I wanted her to do those things. So then and then I turned around and I wanted to do that for you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, so then I went too far in that direction. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was saying, like, I think you've just been hard on yourself. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, say? I was just going to say. So what about my mom as a grandmother, though? Oh, she was very slay as a grandmother. <laughs> I loved her. Do you just like everybody and only see the good in people? Is that what I, this is? You know what, though? Is that, like, I knew that she had issues. Like, I, I, I love my grandma, okay? 
rest in peace like i don't know what to say like love her um but yeah she's definitely been the hardest death i've ever experienced mm-hmm. do you wait who do you think has been your hardest death probably still my mom yeah do were, were you surprised by that being so hard yeah because uh i can be real honest right now there was a time that i would have not even thought that if she died i would be able to cry mm, wow um, but it hit you hard yeah really hard um i'm probably never going to get over it yeah it i think it's just something about like your parent not being and your mom like the person Mm -hmm. that birthed you just not existing right it's really you're connected to people whether they're whether they're good or bad people you're Mm -hmm. still connected to them and i know you've heard this stuff before but you haven't and that is um the day that my grandma died my dad's mother Mm. and um he was standing by the window looking out the hospital and looking out the hospital window. And it was because he was crying and he didn't want me to see, I guess. And um, I went over there to give him a hug, which I was scared because he wasn't real touchy feely either. Yeah. And um, he said, and my dad was a coal miner from Southern West Virginia. So, it, you know, but he was like, um, it's hell when your mom leaves this earth. And it seems funny when I say it now, yeah, no, but he that's... said it, it was so sincere and everything else. And I thought, yeah, but your mom wasn't, like, she wasn't lovey-dovey either. Mm. You know, she wasn't lovey-dovey grandma or parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, with me anyway. And, you know, I don't know how she was with other people. <laughs> but anyways, I'm always careful because I'm like, oh, people are going to get offended. But I offend people anyway. Yeah, it doesn't But matter. Um, what I realized, I thought about that a lot after my mom died. And I thought, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. My mom died. And um, there were times because of things that I had said to you guys or that y'all knew that had happened between us and stuff like that, that I didn't feel like I had, like, that people might be looking at me and being like, but she didn't have a good relationship with her mom. No, like, that's your mom. Or whatever. Like, you don't have to have a good relationship with your mom in order for you to love your mom or Mm -hmm. for it to hurt when she dies, you know? Yeah. No, I never was like, that never even crossed my mind. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, you're like, oh, I always complained mm-hmm. about this or like oh however the relationship was but she it the thing is is my relationship with her was it was like she was my grandma like yeah it wasn't that deep like i went to her house yeah. i i was close with her like sure. i loved to go to her house even as an adult i went and i would spend the night with her yeah. and we'd watch movies and i ran errands for her mm-hmm. with her yeah um but it wasn't that deep and there wasn't like this whole like history of trauma like i wasn't raised by her right it's not like she was forming who I was. And I also, but I will say I recognized her faults and yeah. how she was. With, like, I felt bad for you. <laughs> right. And how she was. And it was just always something. Um, I think that one of the things that I did with my mom as I got older, probably in my 30s and stuff, was that I started to take the moments as I could get them mm-hmm. and avoid any mm-hmm. confrontation you did a lot of overlooking because yeah. she was very much like everything had to be about her mm-hmm. and everything had to be her way yeah and so i think that's where a lot of conflict came like even as she was For older sure. like i felt like every time she came to the house there was something yeah and maybe some sort of pouting or tantrum that went yeah. on and i can't imagine having to that's where i can really see like you talk about being the parent even to your own mother mm-hmm. that's why it was hard to see her as like and obviously like i knew it was your mom but like yeah. it was so weird because it was very right. she was very childlike emotionally yeah uh, i remember not long after 
Um, my mom died. I think my sister might have made a Facebook post or something like that, you know, singing my praises mm-hmm. about um, me being a, a mother to her. Mm. And I remember somebody commenting and saying, isn't she just like two years older than you? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. She raised us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or whatever. And um, it wasn't because she was working and it mm-hmm. wasn't because my mom, you know, she wasn't on drugs. It was nothing like that. She was mentally ill and mm-hmm. depressed and, you know. That's crazy how much of a toll, like, poor mental health can uh, affect, like, right. everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and how you raise your children. I think that's where daughters could really dig deep, especially adult daughters, and realize that a lot of mothers parent from some sort of pain, whether it's in their relationship or how they were raised. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody has a good relationship with their mom mm-hmm. doesn't always what what things look like on the outside are not always what they actually are. Yeah. People always talk about generational curses or breaking generational curses. I see that, you know, on yes. social media all the time and whatever. I just feel like with every generation, there's healing mm. from the one previous to it. Mm-hmm. And you can't always heal those people. And you can't change things for me, but then you can be a better mother to your kids mm-hmm. than I, I was any. to mine. Yeah. If I have any, she's having some. I don't know about that. No, no, more and more every day. I'm like, it's so inconvenient to say, like, I feel like there's like one more point or something to just bring it home. Okay. Bring it home, John V. <laughs> I regret doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so cringe. Never do that again. Bill, how do you think we maintain a healthy relationship now? I think we have gotten to a place where we are very honest with each other. Mm. I think that we clear the air in the moment. Mm-hmm. We don't let things like because a, go. Right. Like, because we don't just yeah, let it pass I think around. a lot of things with my mom was always like, I just didn't say it because I didn't want a reaction and I didn't want her to be upset and I didn't want to fight. Or, and maybe she felt the same way. Um, we are both very opinionated and mm-hmm. we are alike. And so I think that in the moment we just tell each other exactly what we think mm-hmm. and move on mm-hmm. instead of me being mad about something or upset about something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, okay, so it hurt my feelings when you said this. I'm mm-hmm. like, can I say that word? Yeah, I, we can say whatever we want. Okay. You can always, you know. no, um, we'll, we can say whatever. I was fuck. just like, <laughs> I was just going to be like, you know, you know, bitch, don't just I'll I'll be like, bitch. And you're like, I'm not being a bitch. And I'm like, but you are I'm not being a bitch. I'm not being a bitch. (laughs) What happens sometimes is, is when you feel you have learned that when you get uh, here, Mm. you're like, oh, for people just listening, she's holding her hand above her head. Oh, if they're just listening to audio. Oh, that's right. Um, When you get when you get elevated. Yeah. Um. I think that you have learned to go away, like go off by yourself. Yes. And normally you come back 10 minutes later and you're like, I know I was being ugly. Yeah, because when you're in that that headspace. Yeah. And we we, go on. We just talked about this. When I'm in that headspace, I can't get myself out of it. And when I try to, I just feel bad about myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm crazy. I'm psycho. Why am I acting like this? So if I can just step away and cool off and then I'm like, oh. Because it what happens is, oh, we're talking over each other. I know. <laughs> uh, because what happens is, is that you then look at me and you're like, I know you think I'm annoying. Yeah. I know that you, <laughs> that whatever. That is my, like, catchphrase. And I'm like, no, I don't. And then you get mad because I won't agree with you that, that you're I'm annoying. <laughs> and I'm like. I just overthink things mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And um, I, I just, I don't know. 
yeah. just feel like i'm annoying you're you're, you don't feel that well sometimes you get in moods like that yeah if you're like i always feel bad because sometimes whenever you're like excited about stuff and you're talking a lot and whatever you're like oh, i'm so annoying and i feel so bad when you think that so you get it from me apparently or did i get it from you Nah, I think I got it from you. I don't think so. I think I got it from you. I guess. <laughs> Bye, guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. And right now. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think we ate that up. Anyways, yeah, I think we're pretty much done. We yeah. covered it all. Basically, yep. our relationship rocks. That's this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope that we enlightened you. On our, I feel like even if we just seeing how we interact tells a yeah. lot, too, like, it's more than just the words we're saying just right. how we interact with each other kind of tells mm-hmm. our relationship never do that again relationship oh yeah we're gonna be posting every week i think we decided wednesdays but don't hold us to it yet we yeah. might need to find our groove a little bit yep um but yeah thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next time on the like mother like daughter podcast see you next time later